My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Don't have time to work out? Well, that's where our free 10-minute classes come into your life. You can go ahead and sign up over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash five days and we'll send you five days of 10-minute classes, yoga, Pilates, all of the goodness to make you feel absolutely amazing. Emma, are you excited? Oh, yes. These are my favorite classes. Bring it on. We'll see you super soon on the mat over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash five days. This is episode 301 on the Get Merry podcast, and we are so excited to be here with you today. Uh, what are we talking about today? I feel like it's going to be one of those episodes where we go all over the place, but the theme is giving up and questioning when you should actually give up mm. on your dream or desire or whatever you're working towards. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's a good question because so often the advice or the you know, the self-development and the inspirational quotes. It's always like, never give up, like, like, keep going, keep persisting, like, keep going up the hill, up the mountain until you get to the top. And, yeah, sometimes is there a time, (laughs) is there a right time to actually stop going up the mountain? I 100% think yes. I think so often there should be projects that we let go of. Mm. And dreams we should let go of. I think uh, this is where the lesson of detachment helps. To not be so attached to like this one goal and like Mm. my life is over if I don't reach that goal. Because I feel like, you know, for myself personally, I have a mentality of like whatever I'm working on today is getting me to where exactly where I'm meant to be. And, you know, right now we're focusing on Mary Body and this is our love and, like, we can't imagine not doing that, of course, but who knows what the future holds. Uh, I know it's not going to be this sudden, like, I'm giving up. Like, obviously there will be reasons for changing and maybe that's, like, it's not a give up, it's a evolving, it's a changing, it's a transitioning, maybe. I don't know. But I think there are definitely projects and times and, you know, I talk to people And in my mind, I'm like, I think it's time to let go of this. When something someone is so sure of and they keep on striving but it's simply not working at all and causing more suffering, I think maybe it's time to let go of that project and that dream. Yeah, I guess it's that whole idea uh, and remind me of who said this, uh, the path of least resistance. Oh, who did say that? Is it the oh, war of I know. the art of war? The war of art? Or is it surrender experiment? Oh, perhaps. 
Let me Google Either it while you chat. So could be Michael Isinger, could be uh, Stephen Pressfield. One of them said it. Maybe they both said it. I feel like uh, they both have similar messaging of surrendering and finding that flow. So, you know, sometimes we do, and it, it does, there's always going to be opposing advice, right? Because sometimes, because we can also look at like Ryan Holiday's, the obstacle is the way. Yeah. So he he's saying, you know, there's obviously going to be obstacles along your path. And absolutely, there's going yeah. to be obstacles. But when it's like you hit a wall, you hit a wall, you hit a wall, like it's just like nonstop. Like maybe that's up to us to kind of take a step back and think, is this the right way or should am I am I even uh following my own path am I following someone else's mm. path and that's why it's not working mm. like sometimes we can think we're we're going the right way but then when we actually stop and have a actual bird's eye view of it we've realized we've been making all of these decisions not really even based on what we want yeah I I feel it's that attachment isn't it it's like one day maybe you have this goal and you're just so used to having it that you forget or to check in, wait, do I even still want this? Because, you know, as years go by, as time goes by, you change as a person. So you might not have the same goal as you had when you were 10, like 10 years ago, but you might have forgotten Yeah, <laughs> and you just kept it. So true. You've h- held on to yeah. it because it's always been part of you almost. And it's also like we can look at it as other, thing- other things, like even goals that you may receive just from like – conditioning like from growing up and seeing a certain thing you think you want something and you're attached to this goal because you've seen it but in actual fact that goal doesn't even make you happy you're doing it for something else someone else external factors so I think it's just important to check in really and tune in uh take some time to actually take notice of what you want Mm. I mean I can think of you know in our eight years of online business I can think of a few moments where we've given up mm. on things and even given like given up on things that were working as mm-hmm. well. So it's not just the whole idea of like something is not working and that's why you should give up. Yeah. It can also be something is working but it doesn't feel good anymore. Yeah. And that's why you should give up. Yeah. And I'll I'll give the examples. So our number one was like influence marketing we didn't call it like we didn't call it that back then that's what it's called now but we did that at the very beginning of uh the merrymaker sisters it was amazing we worked with heaps of amazing brands we loved doing it and then there came a point where we realized oh we don't actually want to sell someone else's product Mm. we don't want to do that anymore and we could have made a lot of money from keeping on mm. doing that. We've got a great audience, an amazing audience. We love you all. Uh, but, but exactly, we, we love, love you, you all, all. So we don't want to pimp out <laughs> other products to you. <laughs> so it felt like we were using yeah. ourselves and also it was not right for our – it wasn't right to our audience. Yeah. It didn't feel right. It didn't feel like loving. And we didn't like that. We wanted to create content that meant something mm. and that changed people's lives, not just gave them a protein powder that they might oh like God. once or twice. That's like the actual example because how many times <laughs> do you see an influencer post this protein powder and then this protein powder then this one? Or this blender. Now this, this blender. blender. And it's like, okay, we get it. And, like, you know, like this is not having no offense to that because that's how we started making money. 
How could we offend that when that is exactly how yeah. we made money? It just didn't feel right anymore. No, it didn't feel right at all. And, and I I would, like that's what I'm saying. I don't like it when we did it, and I don't like it when other people do and it. And I would also question. I would love, you know, if someone was doing this kind of marketing, I would definitely have massive advice here, like check in. Yeah. Like with who you work with and who you say yes to. And also be open about it. Like that's why they they said on social media you need to say mm. ad, sponsored, exactly. whatever. Even though I'm pretty sure so many people don't do this and even celebrities. Like I, I think because, you know, they always did advertisements and we just kind of knew that they were getting paid. But really you do forget too mm-hmm. though. It's like how often do you walk, like for example, you walk into Maya, the makeup section, and there's just celebrity faces everywhere with like Clinique and like whatever, Maybelline, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, Revlon, (laughs) whatever brands they are. And I always now think, do you even use that brand? I highly doubt it. Yeah, and then I guess maybe there's Chanel and, like, (laughs) and like the the higher brands. Do you even use them? I don't know. Maybe they would have a Chanel bag. Yeah, true. But – Yeah, true. (laughs) But also – how about now? Like now you notice all the celebrities are actually making their own yes. beauty products. So they're like, hang on a minute. Why am I making money for you guys? I'm going to make my own money. Yeah. And maybe that's better because they have more say in it. They care more about their business. But it is interesting. The whole like world of marketing has really changed and brands too. Yeah, I agree. So that's one thing that we gave up on. I'm really glad we did that. And also it created, you know, a hard a hard line yeah. for whenever brands did reach out to us. Yeah. It was a very easy decision and we didn't get distracted. Yes. And, like, this is a really oh important my. thing. This is a big part of, like, when is the right time to give up? Because so often we can uh, put all of our focus on this thing that might be working, we might like it, it might be bringing in some money, it might be doing good. It doesn't have to be something to bring, be bringing in money, but you can relate it to anything. And then we completely forget about the thing that we actually want to be creating or working on or uh, growing. Mm. Because all of our focus is on something we don't even really love. We just kind of, I guess we should do it. Mm. I think a really big sign, if you're doing something like this, a really big sign that it's not for you is when you're all excited when they're like, we want to work with you, this is the deal, blah, 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 we'll send you the products. And then you get the products and then you have to do the work. And if the work feels like a drag, if the work sits at the bottom of your to-do list and then you're like scrounging around because the deadline is happening, let go of this because it's not for you. I mean, some people will love it and they'll be so good at it. They love it. It's it's their jam. They just love making content. Yeah, and they love uh, making other people's products look great and like good. If you love it, keep going. But if you're more like us and it feels yuck and not aligned and if you're dreading, if you're absolutely like dreading that work, let go and make space for something else. Because that's the thing. When we let go and we give up, all it's doing is making space for the other thing, the Mm -hmm. new thing, the next thing. So true. I, I think Angela, our friend Angela Henderson, shared something like, Rejection is just redirection. Mm. And that works not only for someone rejecting you, but also you rejecting something or someone. Yes, I love that. So it's a redirection. It's like saying no, but then it's saying yes to something else. And it's like when you close the door, a window opens. It's that kind of idea. And the other thing that we gave up on uh, was Merry Maker Club, which was our recipe plan membership. Very successful. Uh, Everyone loved it. We had lots of members and – 
then we realised we don't like making these things anymore mm. and they're actually, like, very repetitive and very draining and it wasn't joyful. We would fight all the time. <laughs> it was, like, such a... It was hard yeah. and not just, you know, hard work. Like, you know when there's hard work, like you have to use your brain and you have to take action. Like, that's good. But when it's hard work and it's like, oh, like mm. physically you feel a bit sick thinking about it, that's different. That's yeah. like your body is telling you, actually, don't do this. You don't want to do this. And maybe it sounds woo-woo, but I don't think so. There's something was in us saying, like it was just like we kept butting our heads against each other pretty mm. much because yeah as Carla said we were fighting it felt it felt like horrible yeah and that that give up moment was you know we gave refunds and yeah like all of that and it didn't i wasn't ever like ashamed of giving that up you no know i felt great i felt really excited about giving up and i think this is a this is a, again a really big lesson i think sometimes we can feel ashamed of giving up and yeah, like we're like failure but no it takes so much courage to give something up i'm thinking about that moment i'm like that's bloody courageous like we found a thing in the business world, they would have been like, you find something, you test it, and if it works, you keep going because it's got traction, blah, blah, blah. We did all of that and then we're like, nah. It's not for us. <laughs> no, I I really think this is a great topic because it's so true, especially in the world we're in right now where kind of everything is out there. Like you put everything on social media. So when you're excited about, about a launch, of course, you blast it out not only to prospective customers and clients but also your friends and your family, the people you went to school with. So, of course, there's some ego there when you do decide to give up. I think the more open you are about it, the better. Like say, hey, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm making space for something new. Or like tell the story and if it's hard, tell people that it's hard. Write about it. Get real with people. Don't put up the facade, the fakeness, the pretending that, you know, I'm doing this because I got offered this grand thing. No, actually, I'm doing this because I hated this and it wasn't working and now I'm not sure what I'm doing. Yeah, and that goes for everything really, doesn't it? Like not just, you know, we're giving these examples of us, but I'm trying to think of like, you know, what's another example? It would be like even, which it's only, I guess, would be, up to your own preference but I'm thinking like if you're the kind of person who shares a lot of a relationship or something online I don't the, know what about the that like what about the I good bit but like when if you're someone if you're, yeah. if you're like you share a lot of like the good bits and then it's over do you share it or do you not well celebrities do <laughs> but maybe but remember my ex wanted to share about it and I was like f yeah, off no. like no but, I, you cannot do that because I am a mess <laughs> but I think it's not even we don't even need to think about it being public like it's more so even in conversation with oh, our yeah. friends like sometimes we feel ashamed of like saying I've got this problem or I've yeah. got like this thing that's ending and I think it's like no that's the opportunity to be open and to like share and get the support yeah and it's well, not shameful it's not a bad thing that something ended no never not at all uh I mean really we feel ashamed but it's also an opportunity to f- be vulnerable yeah. and then If it's in a friendship, you know, that's only going to make that friendship stronger and make you feel even safer to talk your true feelings. I think, you know, endings are really hard. We put so much trust into something, love into something, hope 
desire like so much of our good feelings are often attached to external things like relationships of course uh dreams desires goals so it's kind of like this grieving process when we let go of something and of course any grief is hard and some find it easier to share than others and like yeah I personally don't want to blast anything on social media about a breakup ever like I would never do that Never. Like, I'll talk to people who I trust, but I'm not going to, like, maybe a few months later, but not near to the day because I'm just too much of a mess after a breakup. I yeah. would never, ever do that. And I, I honestly think sometimes if I was to do that, I don't know, I, th- I think maybe it's kind of a way to, to I don't know, feel a hole because I'm missing attention maybe. So I'm getting it from the social media world. I'm not sure anyway. Yeah, I was just trying to think of like other examples of where like, you know, it's not just a business change. I guess it could be like a career change or, yeah. you know, saying no to a promotion. In the bold type at, at the end, oh, Jane yeah. said no to uh, being editor-in-chief for the magazine. Yeah. Even though she thought that was her dream forever and ever. And then she realised, oh, no, wait, my dream is to be a writer. And if I say yes to becoming this editor, like, I don't get to write anymore. Yeah, exactly. And, like, that, so she made the right decision, even though on paper, like, don't all magazine writers want to, uh, like, rise to the editor-in-chief? Yeah. You would think so, but no, she didn't. Yeah, and, and that's Kat also... stepped in. And then that's also, like, a goal that was thrown on her too, yeah. like, you know... She maybe wanted that goal, or maybe not even. The editor planted the seed. Mm. What was her name again? I forget. Um, <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Like Jacqueline, like was telling her that's her goal. Yeah. But maybe it was never her goal. True. And that's the same with our parents. Um, there's a really I, like I like these quotes because they. Did I even save it? Oh yeah. <laughs> this is funny. If you end up with a boring, miserable life because you listen to your mum, your dad, your teacher, your priest or some guy on the television telling you how to do your shit, then you deserve it. That's Frank Zappa. And I think it's really important when you accidentally take goals from external people, like call it your mum, your dad, your boss, your whoever. whoever, some like guiding authority in your life that you've given them the authority and you've forgotten to tune in and realise, hey, like I don't want to work in corporate. I want to go volunteer in the middle of Australia in in, in an Indigenous community. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like so often we get these goals and ideas from external things and we forget to tune in. I think that's the message of this podcast really, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. It's like tuning in and making decisions based on what you want, Mm -hmm. not what you think you want. Yes. And not what perhaps someone else planted in your mind that you think you want (laughs) and it's like it's deciphering like what is your goal and what is not your goal yes what do you want and what don't you want and what is true and what is not true yeah that's why we need to meditate and yeah exactly how (laughs) the hell do we do that because so often you just are sitting and you're overwhelmed with what's the next step Mm. and then you're well mum said this and dad said that and And my teacher said this doing this yeah maybe I should go for that yeah, and look, she's so successful or he's doing that and then you're kind of stuck or you end up taking a step in the wrong direction and all of a sudden you're on this you're you are on this path and you're like, "Oh, whoops, this is not my path. How did I get here?" Because we listened to someone else that wasn't ourselves. Yeah. It's really interesting, but I think yeah, so it's tuning in and then it's also knowing that giving up is not failure Mm -hmm. like there's a difference giving up is not failure okay maybe that idea failed 
But you're not a failure. And the only real failure would be if you stop doing anything at all. You know, yeah. like if you just put yourself in a dark room and stayed there. And then, even then, it's not a failure. Then you just need some help. Yeah. Like, then you just need, like. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you stayed okay. there forever and ever and ever. <laughs> don't do that. Get the help. <laughs> Seek the friendship or the therapist or listen to a great podcast that you know is going to spark some kind of creativity. But, yeah, you're so right. Giving up on one thing is saying yes to another thing. Yeah. We just don't know what it is yet. Exactly. It's making, it's making way. I think what else we always would say it's course direction. Course mm. correction. Correction. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, that's not right. How often do we get our little thingies wrong? What are they called? <laughs> we suck. <laughs> no, we're awesome. Uh, but, yeah, course correction. correction. So, you know, you're on this path and then all of a sudden there's a slight pivot and there you are. It's just like that little ebb, that little dip, <laughs> that little obstacle was simply redirecting you to where you're meant to be going. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's why, we like, I do really like the Ryan Holiday and the Stoic. Obstacles. Yeah, and, and knowing that, well, of course life isn't easy. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like in my 33 years now, there's one thing I know for sure. Like, life is not easy for anyone. Mm. Everyone has their own hardships. Yeah. Uh, and then it's the knowing that we can do the hard things, as Glenn yeah. and would say. And why did we ever think it was meant to be easy? Yeah. You know, we, we all think, oh, it should be easier than this. Like, why isn't this working? Or blah, blah, blah. And sometimes it's like, no, that's when we need to push through. But then it's also sometimes, and this the thing is, that giving up is actually hard. It yeah. is a hard thing to do. Giving up is not the easy way. Well, but maybe. Sometimes. So maybe actually the easy way is not beginning, which is our yes. last episode, episode number 300. Make sure you listen. <laughs> which is all about beginning. So if you haven't even started to work towards your goal or desires, if you haven't even like been in the position to give up, go listen to that one after this. <laughs> yeah, but that is so true. Now that I Now that you kind of like flip it all around, you know, giving up, isn't an easy thing either. Well, I think no. Giving it's up is tough, extremely hard. Hard decision that takes so much just inner courage. And also, you know, you might have put in so much time, mm-hmm. energy, resources, uh, money financially. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have we talked to someone and they're like talking about thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands sometimes of dollars they've put into a project and they let go of it? Because it didn't work. Yeah. Like, that's huge. That takes, like, a toll on you. But sometimes, you know, those people then I've seen, they give up on something and then the next thing, boom, mm-hmm. hello, hockey stick graph. Yeah. Like, then it works. Exactly. Yeah. And then the last thing I can really remember is obviously when we started Marybody and we really just decided to stop doing the food. We still do recipes. Now it's like an Italian blog. <laughs> Which is kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> oh, my. How good is Italian food? So good. What the? And then we decided to put all of our focus on yoga and Pilates. But I, that was – someone else would have said that was a big, crazy, bad decision. Why are you doing this? Well, because everything was working in the food. We had all the people coming to our blog. Like, we're talking hundreds of thousands of visits. It's less now because, like, algorithms change. But back then we were getting hundreds of thousands of people to our site every month. 
Like, that's insane. Now I look back and I'm like, wow, that is crazy and amazing. (laughs) Go us. Like, we're awesome. Uh, But, yeah, you don't give up on that, but we never gave up on it. We just pivoted because something in us was telling us to. And that's important because in the end, if you think the visits and the likes are the most important thing, bum, bum, you are wrong. Mm -hmm. Really, what is most important is you're doing purposeful work. And yeah, you're making a living off it. That's important. You need shelter. You need food. You need to live. Very, very important. But if it's all for like reaching the like, you know, just getting the most money or the most likes or the most attention and it's not really aligned to your heart and it doesn't really feel good what you're doing, it's not going to create contentment or happiness or joy. True. And maybe that's more important maybe I think absolutely it's more important (laughs) I think we can all deep down know that money likes visits does not equal happiness Mm -mm. you can be the richest person on the planet and be the most unhappiest person on the planet same with that amount of followers millions of followers and be Deeply unhappy. Yeah, and then you can also be the richest and most followers and be happy exactly. if you're doing the work you love mm-hmm. and vice versa with whatever amount of money or followers you have. It's really important to like what you're doing, mm-hmm. especially when you're doing it yourself because it is hard. It's harder starting your own thing than working for someone else, but it's different hard. It's also hard to get up and work for someone else when you really don't want to do that work. Yeah. So it's like choose your heart. What what do you feel like doing? Yeah, and then when you don't want to do that anymore, you give up. Yeah, and make a change. <laughs> like if you hate the job that you're in, you quit. Yeah. And you get a new job. You try something else. Yeah. You begin again. Huh. Oh, this was was a a fun fun episode, fun chat. Mm. If you've got comments, questions, feedback about this episode, do reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram at the Merrymaker Sisters and same on Facebook. Plus, if you loved this episode, we would be so grateful if you gave us a rating on your podcast app. It does help other people find this podcast, which helps us do what we do. Uh, So we would be super grateful. Okay, we'll see you or hear you now you hear hear us us (laughs) next week on the get married podcast bye My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com tapiphone tap iPhone.